Hello, and welcome to episode 183 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And today we're talking about the end of an era. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds ominous. Sounds ominous. There'll be a show next week, don't worry. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, not our era. Not our era. Still going strong. Um, but as we've been talking about, Wizards has uh, kind of abdicated their duty to give us content. Uh, yeah. both in the game or uh, about the game. So if you have <laughs> anything that you would like us to talk about or any topics you're interested in, now is the time. Now is the time. So all of our social media we links... We got like two months before the next set, I think. Yeah, dear... Still? Dear gosh. There's only... <laughs> there's, there's only so many companies that can like go out of business between now and then. Uh, <laughs> um, so... All of our social media links are in the description. So, like, reach out to us with any questions you have, anything that you want us to cover, and yeah. um, we'll go over it. Yeah. As We're best we can. also, I think, at some point, going to work towards doing a mailbag episode also. We did one for, I think it was episode 100 we did, uh, where we, you know, opened up to questions from you guys, and it seemed to be a pretty popular episode at the time. So, yeah. uh, I think. That's another good one to do again. Yeah, we can we can start soliciting questions now and then like in the future as opposed to like a week yeah. out. We can be like once we have we feel like we have enough questions, we can we can do it. Yeah. Um and it'll probably it'll be before episode 200, so it won't be every 100 episodes, but I think coming up's a pretty good pretty good time to squeeze mm-hmm. one in. Um the kinds of questions we're looking for are quick things, like things that we wouldn't do a whole episode on. I know like in discord, I'm pretty, uh, usually pretty on top of just answering quick questions you guys have, but mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff is good for a mailbag episode and it doesn't have to be magic related. Uh, the last one we had all sorts of weird questions that were not magic related. So if you guys got any, anything, any burning desires that you want to know or in magic or out of magic, hit us up. Like Brian said, all the social media is in the description. Um, if you guys are looking to support the show, there's a couple different ways to do it. One of them we're going to talk about uh, extensively today, and that's our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Follow that link over to TCG player. Uh, anything you purchase before leaving the site, uh, doesn't matter what you do in there, um, we will get credit for. Help support the show. We really appreciate it. Speaking of, another slight tangent here, uh, dub or yeah, Double Masters 2 stuff is pretty cheap right now mm-hmm. um, as of recording over this weekend. I know I told you guys I wasn't going to buy anything, but I couldn't resist. Um, a lot of that borderless stuff is really inexpensive. So head on over to tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com and especially that borderless stuff. I think you should peruse it. There's a, a lot of gems in there for under a buck. Yeah, it was <laughs> surprising how much up. of that stuff was under a dollar, especially like the commons and uncommons. Yeah. Like the, I think we met, mentioned last week, the coiling Oracle with the Richard Kane Ferguson art was super cool. And I think the foil copies were 60 cents. Yeah. So head on over there, pick some of that stuff up and help support the show at the same time. We would appreciate it. If you guys want to support us more directly, you can do so at patreoncom slash casual tryhard MTG. Patrons get access to our show notes. They get access to our pre-show this one was all over the place, so you guys have fun with that. And uh, you also get put on my mailing list. Every once in a while, I'd like to 
show our patrons how much we appreciate them, and I send them little goodie bags in the mail. If you want to get put up on my mailing list or you want to listen to our pre-show, head on over to patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg and chip a couple bucks in. Support the show. Show us that you love us. Yes. Um, we have our YouTube channel, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. Um, hasn't really been a whole lot going up there lately. Uh, we do have our tournament next weekend. I'm sure Brian's going to record his, uh, his tournament gameplay and that'll go up. With audio this time. Hopefully. With audio this time, yeah. Um, speaking of, man, this, this intro was full of segues. Um, our tournament's next weekend, or this weekend. This weekend, yeah. Uh, yep. July 23rd, 8 p.m. East Coast time. It is Standard Artisan. So anything that is at common or uncommon in Standard can be legal in your deck. MTGMelee.com is where you can sign up for that tournament. Um, they're a lot of fun every time we do them. So if I'm- you're available... Come on, sign up. I am currently the only player registered. You can't let me have an uncontested <laughs> tournament win, people. You can't. Yeah. You got to come, come take me Brian. down. You got to come take yep. me down. Yep, do it. I dare you. Yeah. yeah, there we go. And uh, we got one more bit of housekeeping here, and that is next weekend. So not the 23rd, but the 30th. Brian and I are going to be on Brad's uh, Twitch stream playing Popper EDH or PDH. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash dracv underscore popper. Um, I'm not sure exactly what time, but we can probably post that on social media when we figure it out. We're going to be playing uh, webcam EDH. Yeah. So come check us out. It'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. I came up with the memeiest deck I could. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty good. Well, hopefully. Hopefully. I don't want to embarrass myself too much. Yeah, I'm playing mid-range. Surprise, surprise. And I'm playing uh, onlypants.com. Yeah. So if you want to see Brian uh, navigate his onlypants.com. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Check us out next weekend. This is not on the housekeeping thing. It's what we ended the the pre-show with. But okay, yeah, one I, more shout out. Yeah, one more shout out. I just want okay. to uh 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 Bowman, aka Azare, is a uh speed speedruns first person like shooter type games. Uh mm-hmm. like Portal is one he did for a long time, and then a game that's less well known, I think, called the Talos Principle. But mm-hmm. he is has been playing the game Neon White which is like an interesting like first person shooter with like a like a card mechanic for your weapons but he is currently the world record holder in both versions of the uh, the game and recently one of his speed runs was featured on IGN in their uh, devs react series where they have game developers watch speedrunners like dismantle their games <laughs> and so i don't know i just think it's just randomly, like, in, like, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, there's, like, oh, the person who is best at this random thing in the world. Yep. Right? And it's like, Seems oh, yeah. accurate. I know that guy. So if you, like, like watching speedruns, uh, as, as he will always tell you, twitch.tv slash Azare, and now to do him justice, I should probably look up really quick. How does one spell Azare? Uh, 
right? Like that is A Z O R A E, I think, right? Yes, I think you're right. Uh, Hooked on Phonics didn't get to West Virginia, <laughs> so uh, uh, so that is a uh, that is a a, a problem that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. A Z O R A E. Uh, A Z O R. Not uh, there. Yes, that is it. If yep. you if if you see a Twitch logo with a little purple-haired anime girl with a uh, <laughs> yellow butterfly uh, headband, you know you're in the, you're right, in the place. right spot. Yeah. But yeah, so if yeah, you want, he's one of the guys we used to travel with all the time. When yeah, we were traveling to events. Yeah. Uh, Good friend of ours. But yeah, so been been blowing it up in the world of speed runs. Yeah, and he's been doing Bowman. it for years. And if you've ever heard of like Awesome Games Done Quick, AGDQ, uh, I think he was featured there this year for two games. Mm-hmm. So uh, if, you, if you got some time when you're not listening to us, you should give, give him a look. Yeah. All right. So our big topic, the end of the era that we're talking about, is that uh, 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 Big Papa TCG Player, thank you for all those sweet, sweet uh, <laughs> kickbacks, TCG Player, um, bought uh, Channel Fireball. Yeah, and Binder POS. I yes. don't believe Binder POS and Channel Fireball were the same company. I don't um, think so, I'm, no. I'm, I'm almost positive they were not actually thinking about it. I, I know that they're not the same company. But TCG Player bought both of them. So we're going to kind of break down, I don't know, some of the nuts and bolts of that. Um, there's not a whole lot strictly magic-related here. It's more like businessy stuff, but I don't know. Like Sometimes this stuff is interesting. So mm-hmm. And Wizards didn't give us anything to talk about. So I Thanks, think this will be an, yeah, this'll be an interesting show. Be uh, we've been doing some finance stuff lately. And uh, even though this isn't strictly finance-related... Um, I think it's an interesting enough topic. So I don't think that this means, like I just said, I don't think this means a whole lot for any of the current like customers. Like, I don't think it's going to change. I mean, obviously TCG player is not going to be TC or uh, channel fireball is not going to be channel fireball anymore, but I don't think it really changes a whole lot for like the average magic player. Like maybe if you were a strictly channel fireball shopper, you shop somewhere else now, but I don't even know how many of those people exist anymore because like, I think, I think like the motivating force behind all of this is that, um, COVID kind of killed channel fireball Kinda. early on in the, yeah. Like early in the pandemic, they kind of dissolved the CFB events that was running like all the grand prix and like that kind of stuff. And then shortly after that, they started liquidating all of the like supplies. They, remember, they were doing those like kind of loot box things where you'd, you know, give them a hundred bucks and they'll send you like I don't know four random GP play mats and some sleeves and deck boxes. And they had like old GP promos. Yeah, and, like, and they also had the promos that they were going to be using for that like GP season, and yeah. they got canceled. So it was like take all the path to exiles you want. Yeah, I mean, they were beautiful path to exiles. Yeah, very nice. I bought a couple boxes just to, you know, have some of the paths. Um, so, <laughs> like, there had been rumblings before, um, 
even before COVID, that CFB events wasn't doing great. Mm-hmm. And while CFB events was like for legal purposes, its own company. Right. It was still like Channel Fireball was still its kind of parent company. Yeah. And so like, if you remember uh, going to events like the prize walls got like less and less um, generous, generous. And uh, like there were less events, Mm -hmm. right? Like, there would always be like a couple legacy events at a GP. And yeah. then towards the end, they just had gotten rid of them. They're like, yeah, they don't fire enough. So we just got rid of them. Yeah. And so like, like they were really streamlining things, trying to, you know, increase their profits. Yeah. From the events side. From the events um, And then if you remember, uh, not too long after the pandemic started, CFB kind of moved away from their own business model where instead of being like an online or an online retailer where you would go to, you know, buy your singles or whatever, they, they kind of turned themselves into a marketplace, which is oddly similar to TCG players business model. So um, in between there, your boy set a, uh, a buy list order to channel fireball. Mm. And I don't know if you remember this. It was not an insubstantial amount of money. Yeah. And I sent it to the CFB warehouse in like San Jose or something. Yeah. Wherever they were. Uh, and it got forwarded to Henderson, Nevada. Yeah. CFB moved their entire operation or uh, like the warehouse to Nevada. Uh I'm assuming because a warehouse in Nevada is significantly cheaper than a warehouse in San San Jose, right? It's probably also more like climate stable. Yeah, but right. Like they had been in San Jose for like a decade. Yeah. Right. And they were like, it's time to dip. Yep. And then when they became a marketplace, the thing that I think they did differently, and I'm not sure about this because I, Literally never bought a card from the CFB marketplace. Is they liquidated their entire stock. Mm-hmm. They sold every all of their magic cards to was it miniature market? Yeah, I think so. So or was it was it miniature market? No, because miniature market closed down too. I think it was was it cool stuff? I don't think. I used to buy list to miniature market and they closed their buy list down, I think. Huh. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, but they sold all of their, they sold all of their stock. So they weren't, I mean, maybe that's why they closed their buy list down. (laughs) Uh, they wouldn't, so they wouldn't be competing with people on, on their marketplace, on their marketplace. They didn't want to, um, uh, do that. So CFB was launched in 2009, right? And uh, they got rid of, uh, and they kind of went away, and mm-hmm. it, like, in like kind of like a two year time frame, right? From yep. like this, like every single thing, like seemed like it was doing well uh, until COVID, right? Right, and then right we had. COVID and then right after shortly after COVID they had 
CFB Pro, mm-hmm. right? Where it was like, hey, pay for our subscription content. Subscription model. Yeah. Right. Which I did for the first year because like mm-hmm. I read all their content and I was like, I'm sure times are tough. Yep. I'll try to hook them up, maybe keep them afloat a little bit, which I had done for a few things at the start of the pandemic before mm-hmm. I was like, oh, things are a little bit rough for me. I need to keep me afloat. <laughs> um, yeah. Secure your own mask, right? Is yes. That what they tell you? Yeah. Secure your own mask. Yeah. But uh, so they had that happen. And then it was only last year that they switched to the marketplace, right? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Like they only gave the marketplace like a year. I don't even know if it was a full year. And now now they're gone. Now they're gone. So TCG like, player gobbled them up. Yeah. So like, like you said, like I don't know if anyone's going to notice a difference. I, I think that like most players aren't going to notice a difference. And like, really, I'm not sure. I mean, th- people are going to know that Channel Fireball is gone. They were one of the only places left that was doing like content. Like cool stuff still does content and TCG player still does content, I think. But CFB was, they definitely had the biggest names doing content still. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that regard, like people would have noticed Channel Fireball isn't around anymore. Um, but as far as like your average player, I don't think it really means anything. But it was kind of big news. Like it shocked mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, when the news dropped. Um, and I don't know, it's... I think it's definitely worth talking about. I th- I think that like like for the longest time like Star City and Channel Fireball were Coke and Pepsi. Oh yeah, right? And you know, there's there's not a like reasonable third soda option for this analogy, so that means <laughs> that um what's it called? Uh Card Kingdom gets to be RC. Sure. Right? So there was Coke, Pepsi. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a pretty fitting analogy, like, though. It's like, Coke, like Pepsi, the two RC big ones, Cola. and then one that's a ways behind. Yeah, that like they they were doing good stuff at Card Kingdom, but they just never had mm-hmm. the traction in the profile. I right. think that was because of the content sides, yeah, of CFB and uh, Star City. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Coke decided they were going to stop making Diet Coke. They were just like, yeah, no, no, no. We're going to sell this. We can do this one thing. Yep. So like uh, Star City in the last year got rid of content. Mm-hmm. Right. It was this year, right? Time yeah, is flat circle now. Yeah, right. Like it was like <laughs> it was September. No, sorry. It was January or February. They got rid of content. Yep. Right. Now Channel Fireball just was like, yeah, we're not we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. We're getting out. And uh, uh, it's just wild that, like, they're both gone. Like, if you went to the store and it was, like, half the Coke products were gone, all the Pepsi products were gone, and there was still, like, you know... And and there was somehow a 12-pack of RC Cola cans. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what happened to... What happened to all of my Pepsi? <laughs> right? So it's just wild that, like, this pillar in the Magic community is gone. Yeah. Now, uh, I think I've told you that, or we've talked about, like, was it uh, Channel Fireball started out as, like, Superstar Comics or Superstar Sports or something? 
No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so what, from what I understand, uh, the history of CFB was it was like a sports cottage store. Okay. That magic started happening. And like one night, like uh, Machi, this like, you know, the, the mythos is like Machi Scanlan or Machi Scanlan and like LSV. And I don't know if uh, president and CEO John Sasso was there or not, <laughs> but they were in like someone's garage talking and they were like, oh, why can't we just like record people playing magic and make it like a television network. Mm-hmm. So that's why this the Channel Fireball uh, logo for years was the ball coming out of the TV yeah. because they were screaming magic, magic out of the television at you because they were yeah. channel, like TV channel. Yeah, Fireball. I gotcha. And so, like, they had, like, whatever, like, superstar game, superstar cards or whatever that I think morphed into Channel Fireball. Hmm. And, like, do you remember... Did you ever see, like, the launch of Channel Fireball? Mm-mm. LSV was at a pro tour. Yeah. And, like, took the mic and was, like, in an interview and was like, hey, we just started this new website for cards and content called ChannelFireball.com. And he crashed their website. Wow. So. um, No, I don't think I ever heard this story. Yeah, like. Like, it's, like, classic LSV just, like, doing an interview, and it's yeah. just, like... I don't know if it was, like... I don't think it was Cop Mustache and Mirror Shades LSV, <laughs> but it was, like, that vintage. But, yeah, he, yeah. like, was at a pro tour, and, like, during one of the interviews, announced that they were starting this website. Hmm. Like, that was the, like, kickoff announcement was at the pro tour. Wow. So, like, LSV had a piece, because... He'd grown up playing in that store for years. Same with like Machi. And so it was like, like it was a, it was a, it seemed big, but it was small. It was like just a really big local game store. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what uh, Card Kingdom is too. Yeah. And same with like Star City. Yeah. Yeah. And same with like uh, Star City. And like, you know, the, the owner of that store had owned a store for a while. Maybe he just got to the point where he was like retiring. Yeah. Right. Like it was just like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm out. Yep. Right. I'm not making as much money as I, for the amount of work I'm doing, I'm not making enough money and I can get out speculation, yep. but like, it's always, it's like, well, I think like most of this show speculation, like I, I don't want uh, our listeners to get the wrong idea. Yeah, I have no that. LSV is not <laughs> LSV has not called me. Yeah. Uh, so my only my last interaction with LSV is he Thassa's oracled me in a limited game on arena <laughs> on arena. So well, I think my was, last interaction with LSV is I ate dinner at the same restaurant as him once and looked at the back of his head while I was eating my cheeseburger. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, he then revealed on LR that he was cooking a brisket while beating me at limited. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. He wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> Um, that's so LSV. Yeah. But yeah, just brisket. Double cued. Double cued, making a brisket beating me. This makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's just, so like there's a number of factors, but they definitely over the last two years with COVID had some visible issues from the outside. 
yeah. where like things were clearly not going super great. Yeah. Now I don't know like what portion. I mean, obviously TCG player by acquiring Channel Fireball is um like that's going to help their business because they don't have the competition anymore. Mm-hmm. But I don't know like what portions of TCG or what portions of Channel Fireball TCG player is actually going to use. Like, I don't know that there's anything there that they're like any property that they wanted. You know what I mean? The only thing I could think is maybe Channel Fireball had contracts with sellers that were like, hey, like you can be on our site. Mm-hmm. And this could allow TCG player to like have those contracts and pull more sellers onto their site. Maybe. But um, I mean, it also might be just another warehouse for them, though, because yeah. they do like that was the only thing I could think of was that they do their like TCG player direct, mm-hmm. which is out of the warehouse in, in Syracuse, Syracuse. Um, so maybe they wanted just another warehouse, you know, out west that's already set up for yeah, like know, if that it, sort of order fulfillment. Yeah, like if if CFB bought their warehouse in Nevada, mm-hmm. right? So now TCG just bought the CFB warehouse and like a group of employees that knows how to like fill yeah. card orders. I mean, even if they didn't buy the warehouse, they're buying the employees that already know how to process card orders and they already have the equipment there. And yeah, so there's there's a number of things, right? <clears throat> could, you know, if you had a West Coast shipping location, I mean, just ask Amazon. Amazon wants to put a warehouse in every neighborhood. Right. right, so they can just like have faster shipping, mm-hmm. right? So instead of getting your TCG order from Syracuse, if you live in California, you get it from Nevada. That could be it right. as well. There's yeah. any number of things. Yeah. So now, again, all speculation. Um, nothing. I don't want anybody to take anything that we say in this episode as gospel, because yeah, this is kind of just uh, things that I've heard and seen or whatever. So take it for what it is but i believe i also read a statement from tcg player saying that they weren't gonna cut back on content or like employees or anything Mm -hmm. do you remember seeing that um i know that lsv talked about um the uh the um fact that it was going to be good for people who wanted content because it was going to increase tcg's content yeah uh but uh it does say that they want to enhance co- the collectible customer ugh, that um tcg wants to enhance the collectible customers experience with unrivaled subscription subscriber rewards so it seems okay. like maybe they also like were able to get like the cfb pro list I don't know. I did see when I I told you I put an order in for uh, Double Masters 2 stuff. Mm -hmm. I did notice when I went to TCG Player over the weekend that there's a banner at the top saying that they're doing uh, like bonus books rewards for subscription members. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's like an always ongoing thing for subscription members or not. Yeah. But I noticed that as well. Yeah. Well, here. Great big thing. TCG subscription. Free shipping and tracking on direct orders, subscriber only promos plus extra bonus bucks. Hmm. And this is something that just started in the last like month or two. 
because like I haven't gone to TCG I don't even know player. If it was that long. I don't. I haven't. I don't go to TCG player a ton. I go semi regularly, and I yeah. I had noticed it recently, and I was like, huh. No, oh, okay. It I is, hadn't noticed it until this weekend, so yeah. I didn't know if it was something. Uh, it's seven dollars a month, mm-hmm. but like if you think about it, um, uh, you get uh. Right with them raising the price of free shipping now to fifty bucks on TCG Player, yeah. Right, how many times did you like throw an extra seven dollars worth of cards that you may or may not have wanted in your cart for free shipping? Right. So, I don't. And know if, if you I, get bonus bucks, that's uh, uh, you get one percent back uh, when you subscribe. After three months, you get two percent back, and after a year, oh. you get three percent back. Okay, well, that's not really anything. <laughs> yeah, you've got to, you've got to spend a lot of money. <clears throat> yeah, to like earn. Probably your, not going to recoup that. Yeah, but, earn, I mean, the shipping you might. Yeah, shipping yeah, is probably where two, where like you can like make that back and not feel too too bad. Yeah, uh, but uh, on all of your orders are tracked if you are a uh, a member. Well, I think TCG player direct orders are tracked anyway. Oh, well, that was one of that was one of their selling points is oh, all okay. of your orders. Maybe, are... maybe they're not anymore then. Yeah, they've had to pay, they've had to pare back stuff. Or I wonder. Well, I don't know. I wonder if they're doing away with direct, like they're only offering direct subscribers. Yeah, not sure. I, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. But it's just interesting that you know we've. We two years ago, you had these two pillars on the east and west coast. Yeah. Now one's gone. One's not nearly as powerful as it once was. I I mean I would argue that it's almost gone. Yeah, like they they do have their events that uh, ended yeah. uh, backpack the CG streams. Cons. Yeah, the, yeah, the backpack streams. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, so what I know nothing about binder POS other than I'm assuming okay. POS does not mean what it means for a car. Point of sale. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Just want to make sure. Yeah, POS is point of sale. Um, gotcha. And like this is kind of the section I was talking about in the intro where like it's not necessarily magic related, it's more just like um, how businesses work. <laughs> Now, I don't own a business. Um, I have never owned a business. I've only kind of halfway managed a business. So this is a lot of this section is just kind of my observations. Um, I'm pretty good friends with the owner of our LGS. And they have had some dealings with Binder POS. And I've seen some of the struggles that they've had, you know, trying to get the store more efficient over the last few years. So um, that's kind of my like exposure to this portion of the show. Um, so just to kind of get that out there. Um, I'm pretty sure that this company is who our LGS uses actually. Okay. Um, they were a startup a few years ago and I think our LGS was one of the first customers. They were, I think they only had single digit customers when our LGS signed up to use them. Um, they're a company out of New Zealand, I believe. 
So it was kind of weird to get the system up and going because the times are so different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so like any kind of retailer needs a POS or a point of sale yeah. system. Um, they do all sorts of things. They, you know, create invoices and receipts. They um, track money. They generate reports. They track inventory. All of those, like, the things in the background that you don't ever think about until you have to, like, if you're running a business. And LGSs have some kind of unique, um, like, constraints that most stores don't. I don't know. I'm sure like most people have seen, you know, you go to your local ice cream shop or whatever, or your barber shop or your shoe store, like anything that's like a small business locally owned probably has one of a few different POS systems. I think there's only a couple big ones now, Mm -hmm. uh, square or Clover, I Mm -hmm. think are the two biggest. Um, usually it's some white apple looking brick with like a touch screen that swivels around and like a cash drawer and, probably not even a receipt printer anymore. Um, The reason why all of these uh, small local businesses use these is because there's not a whole lot of initial investment in them where normally you'd have to, you know, shell out a ton of money for like computer systems and hardware and subscription to the service or whatever you're doing. Square and Clover kind of use a different business model where they run it more like uh, credit card processing, where they'll like shave a percentage off of every sale, and that's the price you pay to use their equipment and system. Um, so it's a little bit easier for small businesses to get in and use these like all integrated, all in one systems because they don't have to come up with any money or not much money up front. And like I said, everything's kind of integrated. Um, Shopify is another one, but I don't believe Shopify has any hardware. It's all web-based from my understanding. You set up like a web store and like they'll do drop shipping. You can set up like drop shippers and stuff. So you, it kind of manages your inventory, but it's all Mm web-based. Um, so like I said, like LGS is kind of have some unique constraints that most retailers don't. If you go to your local ice cream parlor, uh, like how many things are they selling you? They might have like 20 different flavors with two different kinds of cones and some toppings. So maybe like a hundred different items they would ring up in their system. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like a shoe store might have, I don't know, like how many shoes are in a shoe store, like 50 different shoes or whatever. There's not a ton of different things that they're um, like have to inventory. Whereas an LGS has, I think there's 20,000 unique magic cards as of right now. Mm-hmm. And most of them have <clears throat> multiple printings, multiple border treatments, multiple foilings. There's an astronomical number of magic cards that need to be inventoried. And then on top of that, each of those foilings, borders, printings, arts, whatever has a grade. So there's, you know, you might be a hundred thousand different items you have to keep track of for your store. Most of these smaller POS systems won't handle an inventory that large. And then on top of that, game stores need to update their prices 
like whenever there's a market fluctuation, at least once a week, preferably once a day, maybe multiple times a day if like the market's really active. Um, I know RLGS has updated prices multiple times a day in the past, um, j- you know, just to keep up with, you know, if there was a new set release or whatever. Um, these smaller point of sale systems that most retailers use will not update the price of a hundred thousand unique, you know, pieces of inventory multiple times a day. It's not feasible. And also like you have to like, you're adding new things to inventory, like right. new versions of those cards. Well, yeah. Wizards is doing it now. Like once a month, thousands at a time. Yeah. yeah. Here's 700 new things that you may or may not get, but you have to have a an electronic spot for all of them. Right. Yeah, so it's, uh, I mean, it's tough. The, uh, the challenges of an LGS are definitely a little bit different than, you know, what a normal retailer might have. Um, and then on top of that, just kind of the nature of the collectible or the, I guess, collectible card game or like TCG business lends itself very easily to online selling because it's, you know, if I was going to ship you an entire EDH deck, what's it going to cost me? Seven bucks. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I was going to ship you a hundred unique SKUs from a shoe store, what's that going to cost? A lot. A lot. Um, and, uh, especially like square and clover, like the actual hardware based systems don't really lend themselves to online inventory very well. So there needs to be something that can kind of do both pieces. And I think that's where binder POS comes in. Um, I'm pretty sure binder POS is an inventory system that will, push the inventory both to your POS and to whatever website you're using. So it kind of just does the inventory portion of it, but still lets you use like your all-in-one easy to use like Clover, Square, whatever, whatever you're using. Oh, I see. So it's, it integrates itself with the, yeah. with yeah. the cash register thing where like crystal commerce did right. like the was op- just a website, which is inventory and let you run your website, but then didn't right. integrate with your other things. Okay. Yep. So I, I'm pretty sure that's what binder POS does. Um, and they maintain their, like their own database. Like you said, you need an electronic place to put every, every piece of cardboard. Um, they maintain that portion of it. You know, the multiple printings, multiple conditions, each with a corresponding price that updates regularly. They do all that stuff for you. And then I'm pretty sure how it works is when you like go to sell something, like say I made, I'm building an EDH deck and I need to order a hundred cards from my local game store. I put the order in, it pulls those cards out of inventory, generates a skew, pushes that to your point of sale and then like that gets run up. So you don't have to have, you know, these hundred cards taken out of your clover inventory. It's just, you know, one skew to do the whole thing. Gotcha. Um so yeah, it kind of integrates everything. Um what's kind of interesting here, I think, is that 
like that's not really something that TCG player does. And it would give TCG player an easy way, like if they were to integrate the binder POS stuff to their service, I think it would be a really easy way for them to draw more LGSs into selling on the platform. If, if when you used binder POS, if it automatically put you on TCG player. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm assuming with some sort of opt out or opt in or opt whatever. Yeah. Right. Like there's going to be more people that fall backwards into selling on TCG player because, mm-hmm. oh, it was too hard for me to maintain two inventories or the system or I used. inventories or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The system I used didn't easily integrate with TCG player. But now yeah. if there is just like integration, yeah, mm-hmm. it could just make it easier where. And, you know, also, right, if you're TCG player, if you're getting a cut every time a local game store sells on your site, mm-hmm. and you get a cut every time a local game store sells a card, a physical card, to a person in their town, yeah, you're just getting all the cuts. Well, I'm not sure, like... The binder POS stuff, I'm not 100% sure that it operates that way. Um, that was more Square and Clover. Yeah, but like... like They're the ones that take a cut for every transaction. But, you, but you're not you're not using binder POS for free, right? right. So, oh, no, no, no. no. So if, yeah. you're, if you're getting, you know, your 5% on every card sold on TCG Player, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, you know, maybe not a cut, but now you're getting money from every local game store using this. Right. Right. You've, you've kind of like, where, where can we make more money if we can get more action from local game stores? So, okay, we'll become their inventory system Mm -hmm. and we'll be able to charge them for that. And maybe they give you a discount if you list on TCG player. Yeah. We'll charge you 20% less for using this. If you list with TCG player. Yeah, oh, okay, just wait I guess... for TCG player to uh, acquire some card sorting robot and they'll sell you like a game store in a box where it's a subscription to Binder POS, a card sorting robot, some long boxes. Those those card sorting robots are like, you can't even buy one. Have you seen, like, I actually yeah. went and looked at one. Like, you have to, like, rent it. Yeah. Based on how many cards you want to, like, sort, they charge you by, like, the millions of cards or thousands of yeah. cards you sort well have, have you looked at one up close no they're basically you know what like a like a cnc router is mm, roughly that's basically what it is except instead of a little spinny bit that cuts things it's, it's a, a suction, suction cup. cup with a camera so like those things aren't meant for like what a card sorting robot is being asked to do they're they're just kind of like they wear out quickly. Gotcha. <laughs> and I think that's more why they're um, like leased instead of bought because they, they need a lot of upkeep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like if you were a game store having a, having to do all that on your own, I think you'd pull to, your hair to out. To rebuild a CNC machine every six months would not be yeah. profitable. Yeah. Not so, ideal. So um, this we touched on this in the pre-show and I'll go back to it. Like, mm-hmm. um, so like 
there we kind of went over like maybe the business reasons why CF, CFB may have gone away, right? Mm-hmm. You know, COVID being at the top of the list and other things. But there, there's another thing that uh, I was thinking of, and it's just how content has changed. Yeah. Both in terms of like the shift from competitive to more casual, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what drove people to Channel Fireball and Star City Games was there was always an arms race between them. Who has the best pros? Right. Who's going to give you the best deck list for this week for you to like go win your PTQ or to go win your effort uh, FNM, right? So yep. It was like, who has the best... Who, like, I'm a Jerry T person. I'm always going to go check Star City Games to see what Jerry T says. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I like LSV and, uh, oh gosh. PV. PV. I'm going to go to Channel Fireball. Yep. Right? And so, like, and the hope was, right, if you go to these sites, you're then there, and then you're like, well, I need to buy this card. They already have a link for me to click on the card. Or you can just click buy deck list and like just out of like sheer convenience, I will make my purchase here. Right. Mm -hmm. So content is just advertising for your website. Mm -hmm. Right. And over the last few years, I feel like magic content has gone the way of like TV. Yeah. Right. Where for years, right. And again, if you're under the age of uh, 40 or like 30, <laughs> hold on tight. There used to be this concept called appointment television where you were like, oh man, Thursday at 9 p.m., like my favorite show's on. I've got to yep. be at home, but on the couch with my snack. And for the next hour, I'm sitting here and watching TV. Right. You want me to tell you a quick story from when I was a kid? Go ahead. We used to, we used to have uh, popcorn parties on Friday nights for TGIF. Oh, God. TGIF was the <laughs> best. Yes. I think yeah. every family in America. Just well, it like, wasn't just my family. Like, we'd have friends over. Yeah. like, But you would just <laughs> the, shut the, down your life to watch dinosaurs yeah. on, like, yeah. <laughs> Friday at 8. Or step by step. Step by step. Day by day. Yeah. <laughs> Or family matters, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. just, it was like your life stopped because uh, there was no pause. There was no, like, watched on demand later, right? right. The the DVR, which, like, now sounds like dinosaur technology, mm-hmm. right, was a huge game changer. I had a TiVo oh, in yeah. grad school. It was sick, right? <laughs> but you had, like, you had to go... And everyone in America had to watch NYPD Blue at, at 10 o'clock time. on Tuesday because right. you didn't see that episode again until rerun started like six months from now. Right. right. So like those advertising slots were super valuable. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we got more cable channels. Right. And people got a little more spread out. Mm-hmm. And then we got TiVo and you could watch the show and fast forward through the commercials so that made the advertising a little less valuable right and now we all have like netflix and hulu and 
Disney Plus and whatever things, and yeah. it's like you watch a specific show, and basically no one's watching the same stuff. Right. Well, I mean, kind of piggybacking on what you were just saying, with everybody, you know, having to tune in to the same show at the same time every week. Like, that's not even how they produce shows anymore. Like, no. shows come out. It, there was just an article about uh, The Boys, I think, and how, it, like, the latest season of The Boys wasn't produced as, like, a TV series. It was produced as, I think they actually called it a 10-hour movie. Yeah, and it's just like, where do I stop this week's movie? Yeah. Right. So... Right, we all had these like shared experiences of watching TV and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And now we've moved to like it's all a la carte. You may have already watched Miss Marvel. I've got two episodes to go. It's mm-hmm. a lot harder for us to talk about what's going on on that show or whatever, right? Right. Um, and like for years, content was you had ABC and CBS, right? Yep. You had, you know, CBS, the serious, like, old person drama, NCIS, mm-hmm. right, uh, channel. And then you had, like, ABC, the family programming channel, right? Which one do you like? It depends, but that's the one you go to, mm-hmm. right? And over the course of the last few years, with, like, the advent of Arena in particularly, right, if you, like, go on Twitter and just, like, look at, like, you know, hashtag MTG or hashtag arena, and you just start clicking on random people who are tweeting, I'm willing to bet 10, 20% of the people will be like, I'm an arena streamer. And you've never heard of them before. Have you ever gone down into the dregs of MTG streamers, like, on Twitch? Like, the zero, the zero people streamers yeah like how many people have like two or less people like how many streamers are on twitch right now with two or less people oh uh, most of them like yeah. 80% of them or something at, at least 80% of right. them yeah and you know there's a lot more podcasts like ours that have like a a a, a dedicated like 3 to 500 person fan base Mm -hmm. Right. And like, or that have gotten a little bit bigger and are 500 to a thousand people. Right. But the hour you spend with us isn't an hour you're spending watching a channel fireball video. Right. Or watching Reed Duke play John for the 40th time. Yeah. Or, you know, reading an article. Yep. Right. And so with all these people and all these like small, like more niche streamers, Mm -hmm. right. Like, people that get like consistently two or 300 views and it like, you know, it's fun and it helps like subsidize their income. Mm-hmm. Right. But they have a loyal audience that shows up and like hangs out. That happens enough there. You start to run out of time to watch yeah, all the other sure. stuff. Right. So like no one, like no one under the age of 60 just like exclusively has cable and no right. streaming service. Like right. they're just, I, I don't think they exist. Right. Right. Like I don't have cable. My parents have like I think Netflix, but they still have cable. Right. Yeah. Cuz that's how you watch TV. Right. But everyone now is like I want to like I want to watch this niche thing. I'm going to pay or I like this content creator. I can support their content for a year for 60 bucks and watch whatever I want. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. do that. Right? 
And so now there's not that need for the big right. place that everyone goes to. And if everyone's not coming to you for con- content, they're not buying cards. So, like, part of the reason Star City Games got rid of content was because it wasn't driving sales anymore. Yep. And because, you know, there's, you know, you know, some some streamer wearing a dinosaur costume that's got 300 people watching and they're loving it, right? And they're not going to go read... Uh, an Andrea Mangucci article about you know the seventy fifth card in Blue Red Delver, right? So I think just like as like pro play has taken a back seat, mm-hmm. right? These sites were all set up to make you the best like semi pro player you could be. Well, competitive. Let's call it competitive. Competitive. Make you the best yeah. competitive player you can be. That's not important anymore. What's important is like being fun and that is not something that is um, what these sites were set up to do. I mean, I I also don't think that it's something that you can quantify in the same way. Like not that I'm, you know, the best pro player in the world or that I even have anything to add to the topic, but I could probably sit down and, write some sort of article about a deck like Jund. I, yeah. I could write something about Jund. I could probably do like a thousand words on Jund if I really, really like wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can do that when the focus isn't to be good. Like if your focus is just to have fun, like that's a lot more subjective yeah. and like subjective things aren't really that easy to like translate in like written word or even spoken word. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking as we were talking, think about PK's content since he's moved to cool stuff. Yeah. He does way less gameplay videos and it's way Mm -hmm. more like straight to camera commentary stuff. Yep. Right. And to me, like, you know, as someone who makes YouTube videos, we've done this where Mm -hmm. it's like, wow, when Karsten opens a box, he gets 50 times the views as when I do like two hours doing a draft. Yeah. So would it just be better if we just opened a box as opposed to me doing a draft? <laughs> right. What's going to if like if our in if our mortgages got paid based on how many YouTube views we got, mm-hmm. we'd, we'd open boxes, lots of boxes. Right. Yeah. Like that would make the most sense. PK pays his mortgage based on how many people look at his videos. And it used to be that he would have a like really highly edited, like 30 minute video or 20 minute video and Mm -hmm. a like roughly like in like a longer, like almost like full league video that had some edits and key points, but like less. And those videos are hard to make. And I'm guessing they're not getting the views that his, like, you know, it's not easy to, like, write a script and talk straight to camera and and do all this stuff. I I know. I've I've tried. But (laughs) um, they're easier than, like, spending 20 hours editing an hour's worth of gameplay. Yeah. I mean, it also gets easier the more you do it. Like, 
go back and look at like some of our early episodes. Don't, like, not that our episodes don't. are super scripted, but like they were pretty rough in the beginning. Yeah. To the point where like you would you would spend hours and hours editing a video or editing aud- aud- just audio just for us to have like something that wasn't terrible to listen to. And now I think our show sounds way better than it did in the beginning and we don't edit anything anymore. Like you just kind of get better at doing the thing. Like with as many videos as PK's cranking out, I I bet you he does them, you know, maybe not in one shot, but pretty pretty straight through. Yeah. So just like, you know, someone who came up making videos every yeah. single like gameplay videos every week. Right? Mm-hmm. He put cranked down a gameplay video every week, maybe two. Now like it's rare for him to do a gameplay video. Yeah. Right? So like and his gameplay stuff was about being fun. Mm-hmm. So like it must be harder to get eyes on gameplay video. And Well, yeah, like and that that kind of goes along with what like we were just saying though is if if the focus isn't on competitive anymore, like people that are more casual aren't really looking to watch somebody else play. Like they want to be playing. So even if the person that's playing is playing something, you know, not super optimal or just fun or whatever, like that's not, that's not something they're going to tune into. I don't think. Or like if you had the chance to like watch PK play a 30 minute video or interact with like a streamer and build yeah. like that like parasocial relationship with yeah. you know someone where you're like oh like I'm making a friend right kind of deal like you might gravitate towards that so it's just like just as like traditional media has like fractured and broken and you know there's not like the gone with the winds in this in the theaters for two years and it's like the only thing anyone ever watched on a friday night in america for years right right it's like oh i want to watch that movie but there's like 45 other things for me to watch maybe i'll get around to it mm-hmm. right and it's like oh i wanted to watch that uh andrea Mangucci legacy video but there were like 10 other magic videos that looked slightly more interesting. Yeah. I didn't quite get to it. And now he's got a new one out and I probably won't ever go back to watch that last one. Yeah. And so now I'm behind and then, Oh, something like fun popped up. Yeah. And it's just, it's hard to keep up. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have that draw of like to hold all the, to hold these up. So like we're moving to a point of like a bunch of smaller things. And this is, I know I've talked about it to you before. Like, I feel like all the small content get creators should like band together. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I told you, I, I took my last Twitch subscription mm-hmm. and I ditched it and I bought a subscription to Dropout, mm-hmm. which is college, college humor's, uh, video app. Yeah. Right. Where they gather all the stuff from college humor. Uh, my wife and I like watching on actually, it was the only way to get new I'm um, actually episodes and they have other games that we like and other shows that we like. Right. So like, I feel at some point there's going to have to be like all these content creators that are like, that have like 500 people that watch them. Yeah. It's like, Hey, pay five bucks a month 
and you can get access to all of this stuff yeah. where it's like all the little people that are like doing a fun thing so they can monetize themselves mm-hmm. as opposed to like come here and like buy cards because again like realistically i would not have bought any cards in the last month and a half two months if i wasn't buying pants <laughs> obscure <laughs> random pants onlypants.com onlypants.com um right like people aren't buying as many cards i don't think yeah so i'm just like like i would be more apt to like if there were 50 creators that i could be mm-hmm. like here's five bucks a month spread this amongst yourselves Right. Uh, and they would probably make out better than they would trying to get ad revenue on YouTube. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I was talking to my wife the other day and she was asking me questions about the YouTube channel or whatever. And I said, yeah, we only need like 900 more subscribers to get monetized or whatever. And she's like, oh, that doesn't seem like that much. I said, yeah, we have a hundred. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we need a thousand. <laughs> make some fake Email addresses, people. Get to work. <laughs> I want to see casual tryhard fan one, then two, <laughs> then three, then 999. All of them yeah. just subscribing like mad. Yep. Like, you can make a bot for this, right? <laughs> Probably. Um, I'm sure they exist. But, uh, yeah, like, there's there's a pretty high bar to get monetized. Yeah. Right? Like, so... I don't know. It just seems like we're like magic is just mirroring what like the rest of the world has done. It just took a little bit yeah. longer. Right? Like I feel like there was definitely like the boomery people, us, mm-hmm. that were like, I go to Star City, I go to Channel Fireball. And like the games kind of alienated us with like things that it's done. Right. And then we've kind of stepped away from the content to some degree, right? It's like, oh I'm not I'm yep. not gonna I'm not trying to win like FNM. If I'm going to go to FNM, I'm just going to like relax and have fun. Play pants. Play pants. Only pants. <laughs> uh, and uh, so many obscure things. I'm just, I'm going to just pick what's the most obscure one that I see. There's some that are like, uh, I, I got <clears throat> Teamer Runemark. Ooh. Uh, Trollhide. Uh, That's a good one. Dragon Fangs. Ooh. Yeah. Aphidian Eye. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Oh, yeah. There's some... There's some... Savage Silhouette. I have oh, no yeah. idea what that one is. Convincing Mirage. Well, Convincing Mirage is just a fancy way to say Stone Rain. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but... Right, like we've we just moved to that point where now everyone has their like little niche thing. Yeah. Right? Like we lost our sporting events. Right? The last thing that like the reason people have cable is because they want to watch live sports. Right? right. That is the one thing that we've not like just been like, you know what? Cool. You can just do this whenever. Yep. Though the NFL now has gotten rid of uh their direct TV contract and you can just buy uh, NFL game day mm-hmm. as like a streaming service now. Um, 
But like you had cable because you wanted to watch live sports. Yeah. Our live sports were opens and GPs. And they went, Gone. yeah, you don't need those anymore. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm no longer preparing for the live event. Right. Why do I need, why do I need to go get coached? You don't. You don't. Don't let all the people that are actually uh, charging people $75 an hour for coaching. Uh, <laughs> like, there yeah, are, I don't know how that works. There are hundreds of thousands of hours of videos of people better than you playing Magic for free right now. Yep. You, you, can, you can do it that way. Uh, but all that said, times, they are a-changing, and Magic has just caught up with it. Yeah. I don't know. It's... It's weird. It is wild. It is like I'm. I'm actually like interested to see what TCG player does. Mm-hmm. I um, mean, like I said, that binder POS stuff is kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm mad, and it's weird that they bought them all at once. Yeah, that they like did both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be interesting though. Um, like seeing what they do, and like in the content space, like. Right. I mean, I'll be honest, like, uh, I know that cool stuff has content because PK said so at the beginning of his videos when I watched them. Yeah, I think Jim Davis is Jim on Davis cool is stuff also, also one. No idea who else makes cool stuff content. I think I've read, like, three articles ever on cool stuff. Yeah. Same with, like, um, TCG. Like, the big thing with, like, TCG content, right, is, like, with those other sites, it was like in your face, like "Yo, content," right? Yeah, front and center. And, TCG player, you got to dig for it a little bit. Yeah, like I'm on their main page, unsure. I guess okay, articles and decks. Yeah. Right, but like it's not, uh, right, like it's not something that was, I I don't ever think TCG player content. Right. Right. I think TCG players participate in commerce, leave mm-hmm. TCG player. Support a uh, casual tryhard MTG. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Which hey, we got we got a we got a deposit yesterday. Nice. Covers Podbean. We did it. <laughs> yeah. Does it cover SoundCloud? <clears throat> covers Podbean. <clears throat> so with all that, if you guys buy TCG player, let us know why. Just, just if you if you buy the company, let us know what the inner workings are. <laughs> let us know. Give us a discount. So, uh, yeah, rep our show. Rep our sh- exactly. I want a yeah. banner at the top of TCG Player when you buy it. That's right. Yeah, or like I don't know, give us a spot on the site, baby. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if anyone out there has a site that wants to uh, wants yeah. to host the show, we are. Let us know. More than willing to uh, jump on somewhere. Yeah. So with all that, I think we have a show. Yeah, I think we have a show. So any show ideas, uh, apparently business opportunities, uh, (laughs) our um, social media links are all in the description. We also have our Discord there where we hang out. So any, any ideas, also start sending us mailbag questions. Yeah, and we can gather like, those up over the next few weeks and maybe do a show here before too long. Yeah, let us know uh, like that it's a mailbag question too so I don't try and just answer it right away. Yeah, 
<laughs> I'll try and not do that anyway, but just remind me it's supposed to be a mailbag question. Um, yeah, so hit us up with show ideas. The, like I said, the mailbag questions. If you want to see some of what we're doing or participate, we have our tournament coming up uh, this weekend, uh, the 23rd of July at 8 p.m. East Coast time, Standard Artisan. Uh, head on over to mtgmelee.com to sign up for that. If you want to watch us, we're going to be on Brad's stream. Uh, was it V underscore Popper on Twitch? Yep. That'll be next weekend. Um, I think it's around 6 p.m., but we'll post up when that's going to be, too. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Um, like we've said all show long, our TCG Player affiliate link, if you guys want to help support the show at really no cost to you, it doesn't cost you anything else other than you know what you're going to be buying anyway to help us out, and we would appreciate it. Um, if you want to support us directly, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Get access to our show notes, get access to our pre-show, and get put on my mailing list when I send out my grab bags. Uh, but more importantly, because you like us, throw yes. us a couple bucks. We really appreciate it. And I don't think I have anything else, do you? Neither do I. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.